It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Five, three, four. to be a mountaineer wherever you may be from the home of the state's land-grant institution inside the health plan studios in the dale b miller building in morgantown it's time for the state's most listened to sports talk show this is the CityNet statewide sports line CityNet cybersecurity experts for the digital age and now across the state of West Virginia and beyond, Sportsline is on the air. Hi, everyone, and good evening. We welcome you in on this Thursday, August 3rd, 2023, to the CityNet Statewide Sportsline, live from our Health Plan Studios. Greg and Brad along with you tonight, and we're glad you're spending some time with us this evening on what is a busy program ahead. We've got a lot to talk about this evening as Mountaineer football practice continued today, day two for WVU up at the practice field. We'll dive into that here in just a few moments as Greg and I were over at practice for a good chunk of it today. So we'll walk through some observations, what we see today. We'll also hear some clips from defensive coordinator Jordan Leslie and offensive coordinator Chad Scott coming up here in just a bit. Realignment chatter among the conferences continues to dominate the news cycle. There's meetings coming up this evening, Arizona first with the Board of Regents meeting, followed by Washington coming up a little bit later plus news around the Pac-12's TV package. We'll dive into that here in a matter of seconds. And our guy Joe Bricado continues his run throughout the state. He's on the road again today. We'll hear from him a little later in the program as he continues his look at high school football programs around the state. Text line is open as usual, 304-8255-304. That's 304-TALK-304 if you'd like to weigh in, especially when we get going on the, on some of this football stuff. Greg and I are going to dive a little further into the, the roster and depth chart as we talk about different positions tonight. We'd love to hear your thoughts about each of those as well. 304-TALK-304 if you'd like to weigh in. Coach Hunter, good evening to you. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Brad. How are you? I'm fine. Excited. It was good to get back out on the practice field today, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, Mountaineers players, day two, but for those of us in the media, day one for our opportunity to observe. And there are not a whole lot of those in fall camp anymore for the media to go out and watch. So took advantage of what was a spectacular morning in Morgantown you know it was a little overcast which but was nice the, t- the yeah. temperatures down it was in the mid 70s when we were out there felt really nice and even the players had to appreciate that now if it's 90 in your opener now it's an, a night game uh for West Virginia's well actually their first three so you don't think you're gonna get oppressive heat 
you know, maybe the coaches will like a little bit of heat in, in early in practice. But for those of us who are just standing around watching, it, it was pretty good. Yeah, we didn't get the normal, and I know it wasn't Neil today, it was the coordinators, but the normal, the coaches clamoring for the 98-degree heat. Remember the old days? Oh, yeah. When you try and comment if the weather was nice and cool like it was, oh, we need that 98-degree heat. And it's a different world, I, I understand, but they were only out there for two hours yeah. in practice today. So, you know, we, we always joke about the two-a-days and sometimes even three-a-days that, that college teams would go to. And in between, it looked like mash units in the Pushcar Center as players were just sprawled out in the hallways, lights off, trying to get any kind of rest they could before they went back out. And I'm not going to say that the players today – aren't as physically conditioned because they've got to do a lot of stuff outside of practice through the summer and all year. Yeah, yeah. exactly. To get them where, where they're able to yes. perform at the level they need to perform at, but they're, they're not on the practice field nearly as much in August as they used to be. And part of that's the quickness of get in, get your reps yeah. and get out. We'll talk about that coming up here in a minute. That was one of the observations I walked out of there with just as the new way in which the team is practicing. And Neil mentioned that a little bit. And I don't know if that kind of went by people in the way he was talking about how they do reps now, but we'll get into that coming up here in just a few minutes as well. First, let's, Greg, let's dive back in as we seem to do now every night, and I think we're going to continue for the next couple of days at least. This realignment talk around college athletics continues to roll along. Let's bring you up to speed in case you may have missed it today. Here's some of the news that's floating out there. I mentioned the Arizona Board of Regents meeting coming up tonight, 6.05 Arizona time. Now, I don't mean to sound like the Big 12 here. I don't know if that's Mountain or Pacific or what the hell time it is out there, but 6.05 their time, their meeting, that's significant. That covers both Arizona and Arizona State. So a lot of people will be keeping an eye on that particular meeting. Then following that, 9 o'clock Pacific time, the University of Washington holding its Board of Regents or a Board of Regents meeting tonight as well. Sources reporting, no action expected there, but significant that they're now going to go into executive session off of that as well. So things are starting to move. Brett McMurphy, Action Network, reporting earlier today that the Big Ten is only trying to figure out financials at this point. Oregon and Washington have already been vetted and quotes a source that says to him, there's no more research or information needed on Oregon or Washington. We have everything we need. We talked about that last night, clearly. The commissioner of the Big Ten said they just started their vetting process. We know that's not the case. They've already done that. But that's significant that that's being put forth now, too. That seems to be in motion. Here's one final piece of news out of the Pac-12 as well. This, this, this ties in. Is all this stuff is tied together in a couple ways. But this cements it a little further. That Apple deal, you know, mm -hmm. that just came out and was yeah. just presented. Yeah. It's supposed to. Okay, here it is. It's on the table. Got to evaluate. It's a $200 yeah. million dollar deal. Big deal, exactly. right? Exactly. Got to go through it. You got a lot of different decision makers. Sure. And it expires tomorrow, Coach Hunter. <laughs> tomorrow? Yeah, the offer expires tomorrow. What is this, uh, closing on a house out in the Grafton Road? And I apparently mean it's a house that has multiple offers coming in on it. So you can dictate that the offer is only good for 24 hours or it disappears. They decide by tomorrow, which also, just joking aside, tells you that decisions are getting made quickly, yeah. right? This is this is coming fast and furious here. And it'll be interesting. The the Arizona one, the Arizona Board of Regents, continues to look as if that's the key, right? Because it sounds as if, and I don't know if this is monetary, if you're trying to avoid lawsuits, if you're just trying to avoid the blowback, the inevitable blowback that is coming for whomever it is that is perceived to crush the league. But that's the reports you keep hearing is that people are, are – 
are treading lightly here on being the ones that pull the final string that ultimately unravels this. Which surprises me a little bit. I mean, USC and UCLA already left. Yeah. That that's what put that conference in peril. Yep. Not that not that Arizona and Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. Not that those schools are reacting to what what Fox and USC and UCLA did. That's that's where the backlash should fall, should it not? Surprises me that it's that that's that's the perception around the Pac-12 right yeah, now. Yeah, you know, it's his giant jingle. The first two, uh, you know, yeah. pieces out. Nobody nobody now pays attention to it. It's that last one that's going to topple the whole thing over that, that everyone's paying attention to. But So do you think we could get news out of Arizona, one or both of those schools there after their Board of Regents meeting tonight? Doesn't it seem it, like that's possible? It's coming that Yeah, quick. I mean, what, what else? You're having another Board of Regents meeting to say what? If not, we're accepting or not. I mean, it's not it's not as if they're sitting around not discussing this and, and people don't know what's happening. So it feels that particular piece of information coupled with the Apple, the reports that the Apple deal is off the table, that tells me things are things are happening really quickly here. And now it's just a matter of what is it? Is it Arizona? Is it Arizona State? Where's Utah in this whole thing? Is Utah coming? Are they not holding a Board of Regents meeting? Why haven't they said they're coming in? You're just getting two tonight with the Arizonas. And then you're just getting still one. one spot. I can't imagine that. Yeah, can that, you? That sounds it's odd the same governing too. body over both of these. I can't imagine it's just Arizona and not Arizona State coming with them. I would think you're right. And then, you know, again, now that puts you at another odd number with 13 if you get both. So is Utah is the natural, but they seem to be out of those four corner schools, the ones that's dragging their feet, at least, you know, what we're reading from the outside the most. So does the Big 12 just say, eh, never mind. You know, you, you you don't want in. That's fine. Well, what's we'll go Ari- for what's Arizona going to do? What what's yeah. or I'm not Arizona, Utah. excuse me. What's Utah's option here? I don't what, know. what do you mean they're not coming? What what would be the other option if it's clear that the Arizona schools have left? That signals the Pac-12's done, right? Yeah. That that okay, that's it. And then it, you add Washington and Oregon's obviously impending exodus as well. So what's what's Utah's option I don't know. There? Maybe they're just willing to go back to the Mountain West. We were fine there before. Which seems surprising. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know because I don't understand that play either. But you read from them. Out of all the others that have sort of been, eh, you know, well, let's see what the what the tea leaves say. They're the ones saying, no, we're happy where we're at. We don't want to leave. Or are they just better at being quiet? Yeah, maybe so. And just going about their business. So remains to be seen. But point being through all of that, keep an eye on tonight. Again, 6.05 Arizona time. They're commencing with a board of regents meeting. Seems to be another piece of this puzzle will come tonight and or tomorrow. We'll be back to talk about it on Sportsline tomorrow night. Break to take. When we come back, we turn our attention from that national news to WV's football program. Practice number two today. We'll dive into that next on the CityNet Statewide Sportsline. The Pediatric Urology Program at WVU Medicine Children's has been nationally ranked by U.S. News & World Report for the sixth consecutive year. Our fellowship-trained pediatric urologists specialize in managing kidney, bladder, and reproductive conditions, and we're the only pediatric urology practice in the state offering robotic surgery. Trust the nation-leading experts at WVU Medicine Children's. Call 855-WVU-CARE or visit wvukids.com. 
Let me ask you a question. Are you a friend of coal? Throughout history, coal has been a major driver behind West Virginia's economy. Billions of dollars of recent investment will ensure similar benefits continue for generations to come. Coal and coal-fired power generators account for over $14 billion in annual economic activity, and they supply 24-7 baseload electricity for our region. Coal continues to sustain 50,000-plus West Virginia jobs, putting food on the table for Mountain State families. The industry stands united in support of good public policy to promote the growth of our extractive industries. We oppose the woke dimensions of state and federal governments, working to abolish or diminish this amazing economic engine and time-honored profession. And now we need your help. We invite you to join us as a friend of coal and let your voice be heard. Take an active role in standing up for miners, their families, and the benefits coal provides us all. To join and learn more, visit friendsofcoal.org. Then you, like me, can proudly say, I'm a friend of coal. A message from the Friends of Coal. Live from the Health Plan Studios, the CityNet Statewide Sports Line returns in two minutes on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Metro News this morning. The biggest stories from around the state of West Virginia when you want them. Brought to you by Burdett Camping Center, home of the RV warranty forever. Chris Lawrence at the Anchor Desk. We are ready to get the day started in West Virginia with all of the information you need. Carrie Hudasek brings you the day's headlines. State Police Superintendent Colonel Jack Chambers says a hidden camera at the State Police Academy and Institute and the destruction of the storage device that contained footage from that hidden camera are currently the subject of federal and internal investigations. We did ask the federal authorities to investigate. We also believe having an independent agency review, that'll help us with the trust and the confidence in the findings they come up with. Kyle Wiggs at the sports desk. Saturday, former Montaneer Jackson Wolf won his major league debut. He pitched five innings for the Padres in a 14-3 win over Detroit. And Hoppy Kerchival's daily commentary. Metro News This Morning, brought to you by Burdett Camping Center. Listen where you get your favorite podcasts and online at wvmetronews.com. Hey there, Dave Weekly here, your host for Metro News Hotline. Get ready for an epic journey every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. We've got all the excitement you need from sports to tech, music, pop culture, and everything in between. Join Coop and I as we bring you engaging discussions, captivating interviews, fun games, and the latest sports and entertainment headlines that'll keep you hooked. Metro News Hotline is your go-to source for sports, news, entertainment, and most importantly, fun. Tune in weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News and WVMetroNews.com. WVMetroNews.com, the only website you need to stay informed in the Mountain State. Get the latest news and sports stories, information on the great outdoors, and never miss an episode of your favorite Metro News programs and podcasts, including Talk Line, Hotline, Sports Line, and Three Guys Before the Game. Make a bookmark now and visit WVMetroNews.com first thing every morning to find out what's happening all across the state wvmetronews.com child's brain is an amazing place. From birth to age five, the brain develops more than any other time in life. That's why it's so important to entrust your child's neurological care to the experts at WVU Medicine Children's Neuroscience Center. Nationally ranked as one of the 50 programs in the nation, one of the best 50 programs in the nation by U.S. News and World Report, a comprehensive center combines all the neuroscience disciplines into one team in one place. 
treating conditions affecting the brain and spinal cord, including epilepsy, multiple sclerosis, cerebral palsy, traumatic brain injury, and more. Call 855-WVU-CARE or visit wvukids.com to learn more. Text lines open 304-8255-304. We have a couple coming in. We'll get into those here in just a minute. But first, Greg, let's dive back into this Mountaineer football team practice today. You walked out of there after your first look at this team live. What grabbed your attention today? Oh, well, I mean, first and foremost, we're going to admit it was um, not in full pads and in non-contact. So that changes things dramatically. Mm-hmm. Um, I kidded you because you were down watching the skill guys. <laughs> and it, 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 in truth, in situations like this, the skills guys are, are more – you're able to judge them more than linemen who, yeah. if you can't hit – I mean, how, how do you truly judge a lineman? Uh, even the, the coaches, the best of coaches, will have trouble there. I mean, it's drill work at that point in time. But I'll admit, I sat and watched the, the quarterbacks for a while. Um, rotation with w- how West Virginia is doing it right now is the two two top guys each are working with the first unit on different days. So Garrett Green was the you know with the starting unit yesterday. Uh, he got, got those initial snaps. And then today it was Nico. Uh, Marchio, and then the other would work with the second unit. And so Nico was out there first today, and he made a couple of throws I thought that were as nice as you'll ever see. He Great. had a hard rollout to his right. Remember, he's left-handed, mm-hmm. and he threw a sideline shot to Preston Fox that was as perfect as anything you'll ever see. He also had sort of a skinny post over the middle that was a rocket that was really nice. Uh, he had four or five of those. I thought that was, oh. And then he had one or two where he goes, oh, I'm not positive it wasn't a receiver in the wrong place, I but agree. the throw yep. was not, you know, it, there was not the connection. So um, some throws I hadn't seen him make in his, you know, year and a half so far at West Virginia. So that's the positive. Now you got to clean up some of the things. We're day in, day two of, of yes. fall drills. So, so let's make some definitive statements yeah. about everybody following day two. So, um, you know, I, I thought, you know, just trying to judge those, trying to judge the receivers, uh, some of what you catch and some of them just body type, right? I mean, I'm, you and I were down there at one point and go, wow, Noah Massey is huge when he's standing next to all the other slot receivers. We're going to talk about Noah Massey here in just a second. And yes. Then, then we look and say, Rodney Geller moves really well, but he's got legs like spindles. Yeah, he was smaller or skinnier than I thought yeah. he was going to be live. So, I mean, you just again, those are the type of judgments that you sort of make on the snap from the sideline when they're not in full gear. But I thought those are all justifiable things okay. for West Virginia. You, what Cu- would you come away with? A couple things that you did, because I, I want to get into Massey. He gets a whole separate category by himself here coming up. No, Massey does. I thought the same thing about Nico, and the one that the play that jumped out to me was that this was a full group. They did a great job on a blitz pickup coming from that outside, right, to, to Nico's open side. Blitz was picked up. He read it quickly, got it out, hit Fitzpatrick from GW down in Charleston that went on a nice little play and boom, popped for a big play. So that jumped to me. The the other part of the quarterback drills that I was watching, and, and this is not new. We talked about this for two years and a lot last year. That ball continues to just jump out of Garrett Green's hand. I mean, he does have an arm. When he throws yep. the football, it looks different than all those other guys, right? He's just yeah. got an arm. On the run, dropping back, doesn't matter. He can throw it. So if he gets himself to a point 
where the, the turnovers are cut down and he can get you in the right stuff and you can let that actual arm strength go to work. He's he's really got a cannon. I mean, it's noticeable, mm-hmm. n- noticeable right away. The other thing that jumped to me, and again, not the first time we've seen this. I know they did it some last year, but Neil specifically mentioned it the other day when he was talking about how they're doing the reps now. Yeah, two-spotting as they call it. Two-spotting as they call it. And today was even at times more than two spotting when they were just going the shells, right? When they put five receivers out there and each receiver runs a different route, one of the, Mm -hmm. of the route tree, each receiver running a different route and five different quarterbacks are dropping back at once, throwing to one of those receivers. And it's really one of those moments where you look around and go, huh, why weren't people doing that earlier? That's a (laughs) heck of an idea. It gets a lot more guys throws and catches than the old days. But I also realized in the old days you were going, two wide receivers a lot of times they were blocking and you were turning and handing it to the running back yeah Amos, but, I, but anyway it. point being I like the way they're doing that now it gets a yeah. lot of guys through there and that's part of why that practice moves along so much more quickly yeah like I said two hours there's very little standing around I mean we we saw hardly any in our moment now you know again wasn't 90 degrees where you, you needed to take a little break though at one point a, a cooler with popsicles did go by me so uh, they did not stop the offer. We used to get some of those from the me- for the media in, in Rich's old days, but didn't need no one in in our time. Uh, but you know they they go and then that, that two spotting, which is you know something that Neil's implemented. And again, I'm sure others have do it. There are no new ideas right, right. in football. But again, getting as many reps as possible. Um, it, it, I mean. College coaches, especially at this level, have always been amping things up as much as possible, but that does it to an nth degree. I love it. I like it. All right, let's get into some of the uh, sound from after practice. Both coordinators met with the media today. Let's begin, Greg, on the offensive side of the ball with Chad Scott. And here's Chad talking about, let's just go big picture first and then we'll niche it down. Here he is talking about the offense in general, starting with the slot receivers. Well, we got some young talent. So, uh, in particular, uh, like the slot position, for example, you know, you got a got a guy Jeremiah Aaron. He's got some experience, has made some plays, and you got a young, talented, uh, you know, freshman Rodney the Gallagher had a phenomenal day today. He made some tough, you know, competitive catches. You got a you got a young, talented kid in Jaheim White who's uh, shown the ability on spring ball. He's really shown the ability throughout the summer and thus far in these two days, be able to flex out and pretty special with the ball in his hands. So. You know, guys like that, we're putting those guys in position to see if they can help us right now. You know, and that's a position that's a competitive position, even in the running back spot right now. We got a, it's a, it's a deep group, and they got, they all got unique running styles, and you know, we got to, be able to see who can do what and who can, you know, do what consistently as well. And then also on the outside receiver, we got some, uh, got some talented guys too that we need to be a stretch the field. We got some newcomers, we got experience, but not a lot of playing experience here. You know, behind the guys that we had last year, uh, that's that's departed right now. So. A lot of key positions that we got outside that, that we need a bit to figure out who can help us and who can play and make some plays. All right, we're going to talk a lot about receivers over the next three weeks, so let's dive in here. A couple names that he mentioned there. One of them is Jeremiah Aaron, who's not a new name. We saw him last year. I will admit today he, and again, you're right, you're not seeing a whole lot other than drill work. So guys just running body types, just burst mm-hmm. and speed, you can get a read on that. I will say Aaron caused me to take my roster sheet and look and make sure okay. it was him. He caught one and turned up field, and that burst in speed was there to the point I went, is that, is that Jeremiah Aaron? What is it? Like he, he looked pretty good right there. So that was one that jumped out to me. Noah Massey's another. You and I both yeah. talked about him and, and it jumped out to us. He's unique because he is not your typical slot receiver no. size. Rodney Gallagher is. Yeah. The shiftiness, the athleticism. Massey's a whole different body type that they're talking about using out there. 
Yeah, I almost think tight end. Yeah, right. I mean, he's a tight end, and, and tight ends aren't that much different than slot receivers in terms of what you do with them in the passing game, uh, or can do in the passing game with them. So he, I mean, you know, he's they list him at two forty in what six three six four two forty, yeah. and again, he's standing among the slots, so it's a lot of little guys in them, just in him, just above and beyond everybody else. So. Uh, definitely is there, and the coaches also talk, you know, about his ability to help you, especially in the blocking game, um, because of the size that he possesses, and so he's he's a big target to to catch it. Uh, he can do a whole lot more blocking than you know a hundred and sixty eight pound, uh, you know, traditional slot receiver. So those are the type of things that'll get him opportunities or could get him opportunities uh one of those guys looked very good on the hoof so he's a guy greg is now as you try and go big picture with that specific niche is if this team's going to get to where it can get to this year and that's as, as we've said if this team gets bowl eligible gets to seven wins that's probably a good ceiling for this group mm-hmm. he's a guy that you didn't really we haven't talked a lot about him nope. we mentioned it when he came in right the transfer in from angelo state started at bowling green mentioned him and then kind of moved on those are the kind of guys, like those are the guys that you don't spend a lot of time on. If he were to pop up and be a guy that contributes, can contribute in different ways and add to the creativity of that offense, that's what can really help this group. Oh, yeah. Right? Those obvious things are there. The non-obvious Noah Massey suddenly playing slot that turns into a great find, almost like, this This may be a bad analogy, but almost like what Trayvon Wesco developed in under Dana. Right where you you Good found point. you found Westco and then suddenly Dana went oh okay now let me get creative with this yeah. guy that we can do different things with it, and and that's too much to put on Noah Massey I'm not sure. saying he's going to turn into Trayvon Westco and be an NFL draft pick but in that same vein a guy that you maybe didn't expect a ton out of but he gets here and you see him and you can say okay we can do some things there fair, fair? yeah very fair and I mean you know whether it's he or whomever at that wide receiver position you need several of those guys to step forward and, and they've got 11 scholarship receivers mm-hmm. and you look out there and you go you know they, they all look like they have opportunities now some more so than others Devin Carter again still looks like he's a dude. he does you know he's yeah. the guy Cortez Bram was on the field today but barely practiced he's recovering from an illness kept him out yesterday I saw him doing some some drill work off on the sidelines but that was about it from at least our time for observation worth Cortez Brown but those those are the two guys but then you're going to need others and EJ Horton the transfer from Marshall his top end speed was pretty obvious to me on some of the the, the deep routes he was running as you said uh, Noah Massey you mentioned Jeremiah Aaron uh, Aaron Gallagher I saw Traylon Ray run some right uh, some nice routes as well he's sort of like uh, uh, Rodney Gallagher a little scrawny He's he's much taller. He's a good good six two six three, but um, he needs time and in, in weight as well, strength and weight as well as does Rodney. So, uh, but there, but there are others above and beyond that. I mentioned Jer- I mean um, Preston Fox mm-hmm. had a nice catch. Uh, you know, so you, you don't need every one of those guys to be superstars. You, you probably need Devin Carter to be a superstar. I agree. Cortez Bram to be pretty close to that, and then three or four others to give you good, solid pieces. pieces. Yeah, do what they do. Horton, take yeah. the top off a couple times. Yeah. Massey in the slot, different thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to be all conference, yep. but do enough there that you've got five or six different weapons 
on the edges there yeah. that you go, okay, you got a chance there. Yeah, here's a here's a couple mm-hmm. more. You mentioned as you talk about West Virginia receivers, and this isn't for this year's an impact. I mentioned Fitzpatrick from GW, Richard yeah. Freshman that that had that nice little play. You and I both kind of at the same time, Hudson Clement ran by us on a play and we went, Oh, it, who and you you identified I said, Who is this? Who is yeah. that? And you said you said, I think it's Hudson Clement. Yeah. It was he he's starting to look the part yeah. for a red shirt freshman. Neil mentioned him a couple times in the spring. Again, not for this year, but somewhere down the road he's a guy to keep an eye on the, the Martinsburg product. Yeah, exactly. And you know, he, he's a guy that you know, I don't want to stereotype all walk ons that they're little guys uh, that just sort of undersized or undervalued. I mean, he, he's got uh, Division One size. And obviously what we saw out of Martinsburg, he had Division One skill, just didn't get the no uh, scholarship opportunity. So he got here, and Neil has talked a lot about him. They really like him. Now, is he ready to be your, your number one or number two this year? It doesn't seem like, but he certainly is a guy that could get contribution time this year and then be a, a, an impactful player over the next, you know, four years at West Virginia, or I guess the succeeding three years at West Virginia, is he's a redshirt freshman right now. So he's another guy that, that they like a lot. So they, I think they feel like they're accumulating some talent. I got a chance to talk to Judah Price and saw him out there as well. Kennedy Award Fr- winner, Metro News, uh, State Player of the Year. Uh, you know, he's again, he's a little guy, but he's put together. He's, he is. He's a little tank. So right. it'll that's be a, fun to watch him. It will be. And there's a good transition into this next guy. Talk about a little guy that's built like a tank that if we still were doing, and maybe we need to re- redo it now the practice on the way, the Brown mentioned index <laughs> along with the Chad Scott mentioned index. This guy feels like, like I keep hearing about this guy everywhere we turn since the spring game. Here's Chad Scott talking about Jaheim White. He's a kid that he, I mean, we got to get the ball in his hands. Uh, and obviously, you know, we're not uh, being smart about seeing how much he can carry uh, in terms of how much he can pick up on right now. And that's the beauty of having a two spot. It gives a lot of reps, be able to show us what he can handle. Uh, and, and it's good for him. One thing that he can't handle when the ball's in his hands, he's special. So we will, we won't ask a lot of them because we'd, uh, he, he's, he's talented. And obviously, when you got a guy that's talented, the worst thing we could do is make him play a whole lot slower than what he is. And he's fast, so we're not going to do that. And so, uh, like I said, we want uh, we we knew he was fast. We knew he was special with the ball in his hands. So, we wanted to continue to be fast. And so, we can't put a lot on this plate to force him to go out there and think. And thus far, we've done a good job of that. So, he got to keep taking care of his body and, and be available for us. They will hear them defensive guys talking. You know, just yeah. just overhearing them guys talking. They can't find him. Yeah. He, he hard he hard to find. You can't find him. And uh, obviously, talk about pad level, right? Well, he got it naturally, right? <laughs> and so, uh, and he's fast. And he sees it. He sees it really well. Got phenomenal vision. So. Uh, Excited about what he can do with the ball in his hands. You got a packed backfield. CJ yeah. Donaldson, Jalen Anderson, Justin Johnson, all guys that have had their moments where they produce at yep. a high level. And Jaheim White's name is the one that I keep hearing. Is Jaheim yep. White getting touches? Is this just a nice spring and summer story, fall story? You're going to hear about it, but you're not going to get. How much should we expect Jaheim White to get? Boy, action? that's a great question. I'm not certain right now, but I tell you what they're going to do. They're going to find different ways to use it. And we we always see. We to joke talk, about this every year. Yes. Oh, the running back's going to go out and they're going to get him some time at, at receiver. Well, really deep back there. We're going to yeah. put guys in the slot here, see if we can get him the ball. Well, I mean, it, you know, it seems like Jaheim White's perfectly fit for that because, as you said, they've got three running backs they feel real confident in, and two of them certainly could split out and see time outside as well, and C.J. Donaldson and Jalen Anderson. 
Um, they can move out and see some receiving duty. But the guy that seems sort of fit for that, at least right now, because sort of think of him as your fourth running back. But if he's really good enough to help you now, and you can't get him a ton of touches as a traditional running back, you mo- you, you put him out in slot and just flip him the ball. And you don't have to do a whole lot creative because he is still a true freshman. He did get here in January, but he's a true freshman. So you're not going to overload him with too much right now, having to know everything in terms of the backfield and the receiving skills. But get him in so he's comfortable with a few things out of the slot receiver and just let him use those ball skills and that that quickness and that elusiveness. I could could see that happening. As you say, we've joked about that for years. I don't want to predict that anymore. But it would not surprise me. And West Virginia is not exactly, like I said, we're talking about various slots here, but they're not overloaded with any experienced slot receivers that you're going to go, well, he just can't find time there. That's what's wild. They're not, and they need somebody there. Yeah. But we, I, f- I feel like we've just made that the deepest position on the team now. There's like <laughs> more, and I know they're just trying to, they'll, they'll throw multiple guys yeah. out there and say, somebody take the job here. What's it going to look like? We'll come, we'll come back to Jaheim White. The next time he's mentioned, remind me of this. I've got to come up with like an, an over under number on catches. We'll put some actual numbers to this and see what we think White ends Ooh, up with. I want, if this, to, I want to see what your no, over under number is. Or is this one of those where we come back in December and say, see, I told you they weren't going to throw the ball to Jaheim White. Uh, come on, Chad, stop saying it to us. I'm interested to watch where that storyline goes as we move throughout the the next couple of months. All right, break to take. When we come back, we'll turn our attention to the other side of the ball. Jordan Leslie took the podium as well. What did he have to say about the defense? That's next on the CityNet Statewide Sports Line. Are you worried about your cybersecurity? Are you tired of being bombarded with spam and phishing emails? Do you worry about your data being stolen? If so, you're not alone. Millions of people are victims of cyber attacks every year, and the problem is only getting worse. Enter CityNet. As the region's trusted cybersecurity experts, we can help. We provide comprehensive cybersecurity solutions and training programs to protect your network and keep your employees safe online. Don't wait until it's too late. Visit us at CityNet.net. If a fire occurred in your home, would your smoke alarms work? Don't wait for a tragedy to find out. Smoke alarms are designed to give you and your family the precious seconds you need to safely escape. Test your smoke alarms every month by pressing the test button until the alarm sounds. Depending on the type of battery in your smoke alarm, you may need to change the batteries at least once a year or whenever the low battery warning chirps, and never remove the batteries for any reason. Remember, having working smoke alarms is not only a good idea, it's the law. A message from the West Virginia State Fire Marshal's Office. Glad I'm home. Oh no, I forgot the milk, bread, the kids' notebooks, and all of this stress has given me a headache. Guess I'd better add Tylenol to that list. Ever find yourself in that situation? Call Fruth Pharmacy. Fruth has improved online ordering. Every item has an image and a clear description so you can see, search, and know exactly what you're getting. Fruth also has curbside pickup. Visit our website or give us a call and we'll get your items ready and bring them out to your car. Let us help ease the stress and the headaches. Fruth, your hometown family pharmacy. Live from the Health Plan Studios, the CityNet Statewide Sports Line returns in two minutes on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. 
Metro News This Morning, the biggest stories from around the state of West Virginia, when you want them. Brought to you by Burdett Camping Center, home of the RV warranty forever. Chris Lawrence at the Anchor Desk. We are ready to get the day started in West Virginia with all of the information you need. Carrie Hudasek brings you the day's headlines. State Police Superintendent Colonel Jack Chambers says a hidden camera at the State Police Academy and Institute and the destruction of the storage device that contained footage from that hidden camera are currently the subject of federal and internal investigations. We did ask the federal authorities to investigate. We also believe having an independent agency review, that'll help us with the trust and the confidence in the findings they come up with. Kyle Wiggs at the sports desk. Saturday, former Montaneer Jackson Wolf won his major league debut. He pitched five innings for the Padres in a 14-3 win over Detroit. And Hoppy Kerchival's daily commentary. Metro News This Morning, brought to you by Burdett Camping Center. Listen where you get your favorite podcasts and online at wvmetronews.com. Hey there, Dave Weekly here, your host for Metro News Hotline. Get ready for an epic journey every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. We've got all the excitement you need from sports to tech, music, pop culture, and everything in between. Join Coop and I as we bring you engaging discussions, captivating interviews, fun games, and the latest sports and entertainment headlines that'll keep you hooked. Metro News Hotline is your go-to source for sports, news, entertainment, and most importantly, fun. Tune in weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News and WVMetroNews.com. WVMetroNews.com, the only website you need to stay informed in the Mountain State. Get the latest news and sports stories, information on the great outdoors, and never miss an episode of your favorite Metro News programs and podcasts, including Talkline, Hotline, Sportsline, and Three Guys Before the Game. Make a bookmark now and visit WVMetroNews.com first thing every morning to find out what's happening all across the state wvmetronews.com welcome back in sitting at statewide sports line live from our health plan studio the health plan provides health coverage options and it's been the most trusted carrier for over 40 years you ready to advance your career workforce west virginia is here to help you take the next step toward more fulfilling employment. With our customized training programs, you can enhance your skills and knowledge, aligning yourself with high-demand industries. But that's not all. Workforce West Virginia connects you with employers who value your expertise. They'll help showcase your talents and secure that dream career advancement opportunity. So if you're ready to start advancing your career, start with Workforce West Virginia. Visit workforcewv.org to to learn more. That's, this outreach campaign is 100% financed by federal funds. Text lines open 304-8255-304. Got one during the last segment. I didn't see it till the break. Mm-hmm. Texter said, any news on using running backs in the slot receiver position <laughs> to get more athletes on the field? They, they did say, just kidding, almost an every-year topic. Thank it you, Texter. We just oh, went sorry. through it, you're, but you're he right. got his uh, comment in prior. Classic. Classic. Okay, yeah. Uh, Before the next show, you give me your over under on. Yeah, I'll, running uh, back catches. Let me work on. Let me work okay. on that. Let me work on that number. Let's do. Stay with me here as I pull up my notes. I want to talk a little bit of defense here. Jordan Leslie met with the media today, talking about. He covered a bunch of different topics as well. Let's just dive right into the specifics on what he talked about. Here's Leslie on some different players, specifically Lee Koba, Aubrey Burks. Sean Martin, and Mike Lockhart. Let's hear from defensive coordinator Jordan Leslie. You guys have heard me say this about junior college transfers, whether they're three for two, two for two. There's just always a a, um, 
adjustment period there. You hope it's quicker sometimes than it is. But um, their first season, usually as a starter, I miss a lot. And um, and Lee did he did he did well. Um, but there was some learning curve on some things. And I think he's that get, getting through that. And I think it's more about being in a system than it is just being at that level versus this level. <clears throat> so much more things that you see and adjustments. And so, um, you know, he's a guy who's playing faster, seeing things faster. You know, the next one is Aubrey Burks, really kind of the same thing, not as a transfer, but as a young player that a lot is put on his plate early in his career. Um, did the best he could, was better as the season went on, um, and has obviously through spring and, and, and summer been, been, um, been the bright spots. Uh, Sean Martin is another one. Um, you know, it just, uh, again, young player, starts to trust his strength, trust his body, what it can do. Um, you know, Mike Lockhart, Mike Lockhart's a guy that contributed last year a little, um, who's, who's making some strides. <clears throat> um, Andrew Wilson-Lamp is a guy that, that we've talked about that is taking some time with as much body, long, one of those longer, thinner guys that is it, taking some time in the weight room to, to let that strength catch up with him when that strength leads to confidence and you start starting to see that. Jordan continued along the same vein. So that's a number of guys there that you that you need to be really good this year, Greg, that he, that he points out immediately unprovoked, just started talking about those particular guys. He continued on whose improvements have stood out to him. If you give me five to ten guys that will play like, like Eddie V, you know, I'll take that. Um, I'll take that all day. Um, you know, I think that we, we, we're, we've got some really, really – um, a different type, but we, we got a couple of nose guards. Um, Fatorma, Hammond Russell, like those, those, are, those are guys that we, we've had some explosion and power there. I don't know if we've ever had the strength and the size um, that those two guys have. Um, really impressed with them uh, so far. Um, Day Day Hawkins is a guy who's really, really changed his body um, in, in, a, in a short amount of time. Um, not necessarily weight, but really kind of kind of muscle distribution um, has has made himself a more powerful uh, individual. And um, you know, those are a couple guys so far. Now, again, we're in we're in jerseys, so we'll see. <laughs> Good disclaimer there at the yeah. end. We're in jerseys, especially it, a defensive coach going to say that. Couple it, quick interesting along the defensive line there, there because that's going to be critical. We've talked so much about the defensive line over the last four years since Neil got here with the playmakers. It, it's in a period of of transition now with those guys, isn't it? Oh yeah, I mean it's the first time in six years you haven't had a stills start there, right? Yeah. You know, Darius and Dante obviously have, have now cycled through. It's amazing how long they were here, but yeah. So one thing, and I'll probably jump in one of the cuts that you were going to play, but I found it interesting that that Jordan Leslie said best depth that they've had defensively overall since he's been here. Now, there are a couple positions that may not be true, but certainly defensive line. He said quality depth. Now, that doesn't mean they have superstars all the, all the way across the board, but you can look there and you go, okay, they got three defensive tackles. Eddie V was Eddie Vesterinen, yeah. um, who they like, and you know, just a high-motor guy. But then you got Day-Day Hawkins and, and, um, and uh, Jalen Thornton also working there, so you can go three deep there. Mention the nose guards with Lockhart, Russell, and now Malbo. Uh, you can go three deep there. Uh, defensive end, 
Uh, certainly Sean Martin is your top-end guy. By the way, he was in a Christmas-colored jersey today, but did almost every drill. So minimal, you know, has a little uh, medical situation, but um, he'll be fine. So don't don't panic about that one. But, you know, looking for guys behind him. Asani Redwood's a guy who looks the part. He's also still recovering from a knee injury. So you, your depth at defensive end is is probably the one guy, up, one place up front. Uh, you're, you're still sort of uh, wondering. And then Will Linebacker. That's in, again, that's a position that, that Jordan just said, still a question we have. Got to find what we're, what we're going to do. And we there. talked about that last night. So jump mm-hmm. over that linebacker spot for a minute and go mm-hmm. to the back end. And he certainly talked about all the guys on the back end, Aubrey Burks is one you mentioned. Yeah. Wilson Lamps, another guy that's come up a bunch. Beanie Bishop is starting mm-hmm. to be a guy, Greg. This this week, now that practice is back, he I don't know that I don't want to say a forgotten guy, but I don't feel like we talked about him necessarily enough. He's a guy whose name keeps coming up here more and more over the last couple of days. So they feel mm-hmm. like they've got some depth in that back end, which is obviously yeah. needed after what went on last year. Five corners that they think can play again. Is there a superstar there? I don't know that, but there are guys. Andrew Wilson Lamps got to keep an eye on because when you you look at him, he looks different in other corners. Now he he's skinny too, but he's six two six three. He's got more length at corner, and he's got really good movement skills. So um, you know he's you want if you can find a tall corner, that's like a seven foot center, yeah. right? And they just Not don't many make many of those like out there. So you can get one. You got to appreciate that. And then you said the safeties with. Uh, Aubrey Burks, who I thought was really good at the end of last season, uh, he's going to be a leader of this team as well as one of its better players. Marquise Floyd started last year for West Virginia at Cat Safety, and then you bring in a, a couple of transfers in, in Anthony Wilson uh, from Georgia Southern and then also uh, Keyshawn Cobb from Buffalo. Uh, you you feel like you've, you've got, again, another place where you have depth, quality depth, it appears, that you didn't have in the past. Good point. Break to take. Before we head to the break, though, one bit of sad news to pass along. We send our condolences to the friends and family of Dave Stone from here in Morgantown, a, a longtime Mountaineer supporter, a guy very familiar to the Morgantown community, passed away earlier after a long battle with cancer. So sad news coming by later, just an hour before the show or so. I got word that, yeah, that Stoney, I even heard that. Stoney had passed he away. He was my boss. At Bow Park. Was he really? When I was, uh, you know, helping, you know, run softball over there, he, he was the first guy that, uh, you know, he was running Bo, the entire Bow Park system uh, when I went in over there. I hadn't per- heard that. That's incredibly sad. I really like yeah. Dave, his wife, you know, the whole, the whole family. Dave Jr., longtime sales guy with Dixie. He would always come by my office back when I was at WVU with, with Dixie plates and cups, and we'd talk licensing deals and stuff, and, and certainly knew Dave for a long time. So our Hearts go out to his, his friends and family. Our condolences. We're thinking about you, and certainly a sad day as, as Dave Stone has passed away. Break to take. When we come back, Joe Bricado, he's traveling the state. We'll hear from him next on the CityNet Statewide Sports Line. It's good to have options when choosing health coverage for your family, your employees, and your company. You want to plan with people you know, like the health plan, known for exceptional local customer service. And are headquartered right here in West Virginia. We are families. We are businesses. And we are all moving forward together. We are here for you. The Health Plan. 
What is community risk reduction, or CRR as you've probably heard it? Community risk reduction means checking your smoke alarms to make sure they're working properly. It means having a plan in case of an emergency. It means being vigilant and checking on your neighbors. Community risk reduction is not a new program. It's a mindset change. If it's predictable, it's preventable. The CRR approach increases public safety because of the collective work with the community to understand, assess, and provide inclusive solutions to community safety issues. Brought to you by the Office of the State Fire Marshal. Live from the Health Plan Studios, the CityNet Statewide Sports Line returns in two minutes on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Metro News this morning. The biggest stories from around the state of West Virginia, when you want them. Brought to you by Burdett Camping Center, home of the RV warranty forever. Chris Lawrence at the Anchor Desk. We are ready to get the day started in West Virginia with all of the information you need. Carrie Hudasek brings you the day's headlines. State Police Superintendent Colonel Jack Chambers says a hidden camera at the State Police Academy and Institute and the destruction of the storage device that contained footage from that hidden camera are currently the subject of federal and internal investigations. We did ask the federal authorities to investigate. We also believe having an independent agency review, that'll help us with the trust and the confidence in the findings they come up with. Kyle Wiggs at the sports desk. Saturday, former Montaneer Jackson Wolf won his major league debut. He pitched five innings for the Padres in a 14-3 win over Detroit. And Hoppy Kerchival's daily commentary. Metro News This Morning brought to you by Burdett Camping Center. Listen where you get your favorite podcasts and online at wvmetronews.com. Hey there, Dave Weekly here, your host for Metro News Hotline. Get ready for an epic journey every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. We've got all the excitement you need from sports to tech, music, pop culture, and everything in between. Join Coop and I as we bring you engaging discussions, captivating interviews, fun games, and the latest sports and entertainment headlines that will keep you hooked. Metro News Hotline is your go-to source for sports, news, entertainment, and most importantly, fun. Tune in weekdays from 3 to 6 on Metro News and WVMetroNews.com. WVMetroNews.com, the only website you need to stay informed in the Mountain State. Get the latest news and sports stories, information on the great outdoors, and never miss an episode of your favorite Metro News programs and podcasts, including Talkline, Hotline, Sportsline, and Three Guys Before the Game. Make a bookmark now and visit WVMetroNews.com first thing every morning to find out what's happening all across the state wvmetronews.com you realize your first line of network security starts with your employees a link clicked in a bogus email or working remotely without a secure connection can wreak havoc on your business Give your team the easy-to-use security tools they need. Learn more at citynet.net. That's citynet.net. Let's head to the phones. We'll talk a little high school football. And for that, we head to our guy, Joe Bricado, who spent some time in lovely Greenbrier County today. Joseph, good evening. Welcome in. Where have you been today? Well, I'm glad you guys had good weather at WVU practice. We had a pretty good amount of rain today. Not Nothing uh, too bad, but uh, a rainy day in southern West Virginia. But I was able to visit a pair of Class A schools that have a lot of optimism for this year in Greenbrier West and the defending runners-up in James Monroe. Let's start first with Greenbrier West. I saw one of your tweets out there, and it didn't look to be actively raining on your uh, tweet with uh, former Mountaineer legend Owen Schmidt 
doing some coaching and some drilling. And I said to Greg before the show, what, a, what we've talked about this before, but what an awesome opportunity for those kids to be able to be coached in those little nuances that Owen can bring to the table. That had to be pretty fun. Yeah, it was cool to watch him lead some drills. And, uh, you know, obviously he's working with the running backs, and there's about a dozen uh, running backs that were working with him in that uh, particular drill. And, and this is a Greenbrier West team, and even though they're a Class A school, they've got 58 kids out in preseason camp. And we talk about, you know, some uh, schools around the state having difficulty fielding teams and getting enough numbers. 58 is a very, very uh, impressive number. And it's a, a team with a lot of optimism to match the uh, the number of guys that they have. Yeah, that's pretty remarkable, isn't it, to get that many that many kids out. What else did you see from the, from the Greenbrier West side before we move on to James Monroe? What else stood out? A lot of familiar faces. This is a team that won 10 games last year, uh, advanced to the quarterfinals before they got knocked out by James Monroe, but it's a team that returned uh, almost uh, entirely intact. They only lost a handful of seniors. That one was their leading rusher and Ty Nickel, a very, very impressive player. But uh, if you look at uh, teams with probably the most starters and most key contributors back at the Class A level in the state, you probably put the Cavaliers near the top of the list. Yeah, so high expectations comes with that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Flip over to the other side. You just mentioned James Monroe, one of the one of the great players in the state on the basketball court, but also on the football side. Eli Allen. He's out. What's James Monroe have back though? Still a very very strong team. Now they did suffer some graduation losses, and obviously uh, Eli Allen, a two way starter uh, and one of the best athletes uh, at the Class A level uh, in any sport that we saw last year. He's a key loss, but they do welcome back a number of guys, particularly on the line. Uh, and they welcome back to starting quarterback and Leighton Dowdy, leading rusher in Cooper Ridgeway. And much like Greenbrier West, uh, lots of kids, uh, lots of new kids joining the program, and even some at the upperclassmen level uh, based off the success that they had last year. So uh, a couple of teams that uh, are, are pretty deep uh, in terms of uh, numbers at the Class A level. What's, uh, what's on the agenda? Is that it for the day? Are you headed back this way? You're headed Eastern Panhandle tomorrow, correct? Well, Kip just arrived in Eastern Panhandle, and uh, we'll visit uh, four schools here before uh, making the trip back on I-68 and uh, headed back into town. All right, awesome. We'll give you an abbreviated version tonight, spend some more time with you tomorrow as you continue the tour around the state. Thanks so much. We appreciate it. We'll catch up again tomorrow. You got it. Thanks, guys. All right, there he is, Joe Bro, checking in from lovely Greenbrier County today. Text. Beautiful time. Hey, sorry for the rain, but beautiful time to be down there. That's a gorgeous area. The bearded ear checking in. Regarding offensive play calling, I think Neil has more athletes from top to bottom to work with. Veteran offensive line, mobile athletic quarterback, loaded backfield, some of the assets he hasn't before, hasn't had before. Think we'll see more production this season? I mean, I'd that's like the to, question. I'd like to think so. I mean, you know, certainly that's the goal. Um, I don't want to predict that it's definitely going to happen. Uh, you get into early August, you always get a little bit more optimistic. Hey, that looks pretty good. That looks pretty good. Uh, and I do think there are a lot of areas that, that are encouraging. Um, it has to be. I mean, if Neil Brown's going to be your coach in 2024, the offense has got to take a, a major step forward it, you know, it's production. The text, and thank you for that text, it's not far off from what you and I talked in the break. One of the pieces I want to see coming with this, and we have plenty of time to talk about this, it, will we see more creativity out of this offense given that mobility at the quarterback, given these multiple guys, given the body type of a, of a bigger slot on some sometimes and a smaller slot others? Does that creativity able to be picked up with more guys in the mix? Plenty of time to get into that. Tomorrow, back, more sound. Zach Frazier, C.J. Donaldson scheduled to take the mic tomorrow. We'll hear from them coming up tomorrow at 6.06. And a reminder tonight, 
keep an eye on what happens coming out of Arizona. Might have some realignment news. The CityNet Statewide Sports Line is an exclusive production of the Metro News Radio Network. All rights reserved. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.